Well, another week, another episode. Sun's out, birds are chirping, all that stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. snowing outside, it's the apocalypse! <laughs> <laughs> now, now, my friend, calm down, everything's gonna be okay, you know why? Why? Because it's time for another episode of R&R. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Rusty. Ken, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm feeling better now that you reminded me that we're doing another episode of (laughs) R&R. Yeah, right? See? That's what we're all about here. Making sure everyone has a wonderful day with the lovely folks here at R&R. That's us, by the way, in case you weren't aware. Yeah. Yeah, and if you are new to the show, this is uh, one of those things where we just sort of, you know, do whatever we feel like doing most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we just say crazy random things. Yeah, sometimes it makes sense, other times it doesn't. Everything is off the cuff, 100%. Pretty much. That's sort of how we do this thing over here. And uh, it's worked so far. (laughs) Yes. I cannot tell a lie. Yeah, so stick around because we're going to have a good show for you all tonight. We're going to talk about our most surprising moments in games. And this could be anything from character deaths or announcements that have surprised us. Or it could, um, you know, things like that. Then we're going to go into our new segment. And from there, our community segment. And possibly so much more. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> you sound excited. I am excited. I, well, I I'm glad you're excited. I couldn't think of anything else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm glad you're excited because I'm excited, too, to jump into our most surprising moments in video games. Why don't um, I start it off? Okay. Okay, cool. So, my first most surprising moment in video games was Brooklyn dying in Call of Duty Big Red 1. <gasps> it's... <laughs> it's been a long time since I've played that game. Mm-hmm. Many years now. And that has stuck with me to this day. <laughs> yeah. Just because of how it happened. Brooklyn was one of my favorite characters in that game, for those of you who remember that game. Um, I don't. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I was, uh, you know, World War II was sort of a thing, and there were lots of World War II shooters, you know, back in those days. They were everywhere. Right. And um, Call of Duty, you know, has continued to grow from there. It's It hasn't changed much as far as the big set pieces, I think, that they're known for like that. But anyway. Well, I... Uh, Brooklyn... Go ahead. I was just going to say that I remember my biggest surprise in the Call of Duty series was when they set the nuke off. And you were in the airplane, and you got to watch that whole thing happen. Yeah, like, that, wow, yeah. Wow, that, they actually did that? Right? Mm-hmm. That was crazy. That, I, that was That's a really iconic scene as well. Uh, but Brooklyn dying, though, in Big Red 1, up to this point, I think, like I said, he's my favorite character in the game. So, you know, I didn't expect him to die, especially the way that he did. This man 
we're we're stacking up at a door, and you know, commander's like breach the door, and Brooklyn goes, okay, I got it, and he opens the door and gets lit up from the inside, and like, there's so many bullets. This man gets lit up and he falls backwards. He falls backwards down the steps toward the player character. You say he gets but, lit up from it, the inside, but it makes well, it sound it, like somebody was inside him <laughs> and lighting him up. But he's like, ah! Oh god! Oh god! So it so picture like I mean you know in in mafia movies or something where somebody gets shot with with a Tommy gun over and over again, right? And they like move their arms out that's like ah! Oh. That's sort of what that looked like. And then he collapses in a heap and falls down the steps toward the player character. But the strange thing was, like, it wasn't a cut scene. It was, you know, active in the moment, in-game. So there was no time for... There wasn't a big, dramatic cut scene of, you know, dying breaths and last words and all that. It was just... He gets shot. He falls down. Brooklyn! And you have to keep moving. Like, mm-hmm. there's no time. <laughs> so, that's one that, you know, for years, like I said, for years now, has stuck with me to this day just because I didn't see it coming. He was one of my favorite characters in that game. So, right. R.I.P. Brooklyn. That's that. I don't Go think ahead. I ever was, played yeah. <clears throat> uh, Big Red 1. So, I, I can't speak on it at all, unfortunately. Yeah, I had played a lot of, like, a lot of the Call of Duty's Metal, Metal of Honor games, those were the ones that were that I was like heavy into because I just right. love the history of World War II and they each took a different, you know, viewpoint on different sides of the war and telling stories and all that stuff. So Right. Yeah. Right. But what I can speak towards is one of the biggest surprises for most people. And that's with the original Metroid, uh, when you find out that you've been playing as a woman the entire time. <clears throat> oh yeah, that that is a big that is a definitely a big surprise for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, way back uh, when on the old Nintendo Entertainment System, for those kiddies that don't know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had Metroid, and the game doesn't really give you much story when you play it at all. It's just, hey, go down here, kill space pirates, whatever. And I don't even think the manual even mentioned it either. And so when you play through the game, and it wasn't easy either. You had to like beat the game within X amount of time, like two or four hours, something like that. You had to finish the game really quickly. But if you did, you were treated with a scene where uh, she took off her uh, exo armor suit, whatever you want to call it. And it shows that she's a woman. And so that's... uh, gotta be surprising mostly because they just didn't say anything and then you gotta think too that was like what 30 years ago when that happened yeah and so you know i think that uh our culture has come a long way in in how we treat women and especially having main characters be women in video games and so this was kind of if you will this was the pioneer and so it had a lot more shock value just for that reason uh, because the culture was, you know, different at that time. Yeah, and most people, you know, when they, I'm assuming, you know, when they put, play Metroid for the first time, you're assuming that it's a man just because of, you know, it's a, 
quote unquote space marine sort of sort sort of deal with that whole thing. Yeah. So I mean, you know, naturally getting to the end of the game and getting that scene, you're like, what? What do yeah. you mean? Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I can definitely uh, see why that is such a big deal and was a big deal then and really you know it's sort of it, it, it samus herself has come a long way from then to where she is now you know yep <clears throat> I, yeah. and i see your dogs also agree with us <laughs> that's not my dog oh it's not no. it's a dog barking in the background <laughs> yeah just fair ignore enough well that him. dog that dog agrees with us. That's good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So moving on to my uh, my second one here. It was uh, one of the uh, first encounters that I had with a random encounter that I had with a dragon in uh, Skyrim. Okay. I've told this story numerous times. I'm pretty sure, all, pretty sure on the podcast, maybe off podcast, some people who know me. But this one in particular stuck out to me just because of everything that was going on at the moment. It was dark, you know, riding around on the horse, and I was out in in the in, in the wilds. I forget exactly where I was, but I was in a space where I could look up into the sky and see the the uh, aurora and all that stuff, and it looked really beautiful. And all of a sudden, the slow the slow build to the dragon music starts to happen, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? Why is the dragon music playing? What's happening? And just out of nowhere, flames come down on my horse, and my horse dies. And I'm like, what is this? Are you serious? I'm out here trying to enjoy the beautiful aurora, and I'm getting hit with a dragon now? Can, can, can it wait? <laughs> and the dragon ends up killing me. And I was really upset. So you ruined my moment. That That's also... It, it, it was surprising to me just because... Uh, you know, after the first time you encounter you encounter a dragon as part of the story, mm-hmm. the dragons start to trigger and they're out in the wild, you know, just flying around, doing dragon things or whatever. Um, but this one, like I said, took me off guard just because of everything that was going on. And I was completely immersed in the in the environment and looking up at the sky and everything, and I just didn't happen to pay attention. And I randomly got attacked, and it was fantastic. <laughs> Until I died, of course, then I was really upset. Yeah, Something very similar happened to me in Red Dead as well. When you go, when you uh... a dragon killed you in Red Dead, man. That's, yes, it's got to be the worst, <laughs> worst clock, man. The worst, definitely. But no, um, I was in Red Dead, and when you, uh, spoilers for those of you who you know haven't played Red Dead or whatever. But anyway, once you get to a certain part in the main story, you head over to Mexico. When you're heading over to Mexico, there's a song that plays in the background. It's Far Away by uh, Jose, Jose Gonzalez. Anyway, while the song's playing in the background, you're riding to Mexico and everything. And the moment was ruined by a lion who decided to, a mountain lion who decided to attack me and my horse. Yeah. My horse died, and guess what? So did I. So I had to reload the save, and the music didn't play. It was just a boring ride to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> It's really upset. Again, like it ruined the moment for me. Mm-hmm. But that was like two in one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you got a two for one there. 
Yeah, it did. It was unintentional, but it sort of worked with the story I was telling at the leading up to it. So, yeah. Right. So, my next uh, surprising moment comes from Valkyria Chronicles. And spoiler warnings ahead. Um, but the scene is <clears throat> you're uh, moving towards a camp. You're trying to take it. And you end up getting... Uh, you're in this area, and it's kind of like a big ravine. Uh, like, it's it's a mountain, high up mountain, and there's houses and stuff in between uh, the mountain and this kind of dugout area, if you will. Mm-hmm. So you're in this enclosed space, and you're um, going around trying to uh, liberate uh, for uh, the short version. <laughs> And one of the guys that you know, um, he ends up pulling out a sniper rifle and he's like up hidden away and he tries to shoot the, the main girl whose name I didn't look up, but he tries to shoot her and the side character Isara like could hear or see it coming and so she jumps in front of the bullet. And she ends up uh, dying from that, which causes the main chick to kind of like go into a coma thing, and lots of stuff, story oh, stuff happens. Yeah, but it's um, a really sad moment and a really surprising moment as well, uh, because she's the youngest member of the squad. And granted, I haven't finished the game because there's a really hard section. <laughs> that I got right. to. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as I'm aware, she's the only character that dies in the story as well. And so it's uh, it's a really emotional, really surprising scene. Uh, Could have made our uh, sad episode we did a couple of weeks back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, this is uh, one of the most surprising moments for me. Huh. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I um I I, I really uh, I really like hearing stories like that just because it's always interesting to hear how people react to you know characters dying in games. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that that goes uh, both ways because it you know it shows what it shows a uh, we're just gonna keep it simple. It shows a, a good job by the developers and you know, people who made the game, that that character had an impact on you as the player, and you connected with said character over the course of, you know, the the game or how many hours you've known the character or whatever. So it was like hearing this about how people react to that sort of thing. So my last uh, surprising moment, uh, and again, this is going to be spoilers for Mass Effect 2. Uh, Again, for those of you who want to experience this for yourself, Skip ahead a few minutes, a few minutes, and uh, yeah, and and ignore this. But right, for those of ahead. you who, <laughs> <laughs> so this is when Archangel was revealed as being Garrus in Mass Effect Two. So once you get once you get you know your first little crew together, you get these dossiers from the Elusive Man. One of them talks about a person called Archangel. They're a former Citadel uh, agent who went rogue and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they're now on Omega 
picking a fight with the with the different gangs on Omega. Mm-hmm. So you go you go to Omega, and you get yourself um, listed li- enlisted with the uh, with the gangs, basically as as uh, as cannon fodder to distract Archangel while the other gangs go in and try to take him out. Okay. That doesn't end up happening <laughs> because Shepard and crew go into go into uh, the base where Archangel is, and we got you now, Archangel. And takes off the helmet, and it's Garrus. Now, for me, I was completely shocked. I did it because at that point in time, I didn't know what characters were going to be returning from one to two, and how they were going to do it if they were going to return. So, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that was a shock because I was like, oh, crap, it's Garrus. Like, that's really cool. I didn't expect to see Garrus back in this game. And Garrus is the homie. From from one to three, Garrus is the best friend of Shepard. So, it's he's always, he's always there for you. And, you know, you and him have a, you and him have a, a buddy, buddy, buddy connection and all that stuff. Um, unless you decide to ruin him as female Shepard. But anyway, uh, it's, it's just... It was it was so great knowing that Garrus was alive, number one, and number two he was picking a fight with the gangs on Omega, and you're like, okay, well now I'm gonna help you, Garrus, <laughs> and then you help him and you turn the tide on the gangs on the gangs of Omega, that little section of it, mm-hmm. and then he joins you on your uh, on your mission on the suicide mission for the rest for the rest of the game. And it's just oh, it's it's fantastic. I don't know if there were people who, you know, saw it coming because of the, because of the background of the person being in the city, being a former Citadel CSEC officer, and all that stuff. Because like, hmm, there's plenty of people who were CSEC officers, uh, you know, in, in Mass Effect One, you know, it could have just been you know a random person, but right. it was Garrus. They they could have put a new character in there, but instead they chose to put Garrus in that position. And I'm kind of glad they did that, because that and again it strengthens the bond that you and Garrus have over the course of the rest of the game, and into three as well. So yeah. Now remind me, is Garrus the character, the seasick officer from the first game that's investigating the Salad Man, the bad guy? Garrus, Garrus, yes, Garrus is investigating uh, Saren. Yep. <laughs> Salad Man. He's the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Salad Man. They're both they're both both they're both Turians. So yeah. Right. He's okay. the alien one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. Alright. So that was very surprising. But <laughs> not as surprising as my last surprising reveal. And what uh surprised me I guess the most was that Nintendo revealed last year that they are working on Metroid Prime 4. And so you might go, well, this isn't a video. Well, it technically is a video game, and it's very surprising because, (laughs) you know, for those in the community, it didn't feel like we was ever going to get another Metroid Prime. Like, it seemed like uh, after Metroid Prime 3, which was released fairly early in the, the Wii lifespan, we didn't get another Metroid game. And then the the last Metroid game we got was Freedom Force, which was a terrible, terrible uh, video game for the 3DS. It was like a multiplayer 
video game. <clears throat> so really, uh, I think for most people, I can speak that we thought uh, Metroid was going the way of the Advanced Wars and that Nintendo was going to stop developing <laughs> uh, Metroid <laughs> games. Uh, but they surprised everyone by just revealing the logo in their E3 Direct video. And yep. that surprised us to no end. So uh, that, uh, that's my most surprising moment with video games. I am surprised by your surprises. I was surprised. Well, actually, I wasn't surprised. But surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> At least you're honest about it. Yeah. I could have been all like, I am shocked. Shocked. Well, yeah. not that shocked. <laughs> Appalled, even. <laughs> I don't know. See, this is this is what happens. We say things, and then it devolves into a little bit. <laughs> <clears throat> yep, that's how we roll. It's part of, yeah, it's part of our gimmick here on the show. It's fantastic. So, yeah, that's that's uh, gonna do it for our most surprising moment uh, moments in video games. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, time we transition on over to some news. So, we've got the new segment for you all. There is no Destiny news this week. At least, well, there is, but I don't have it in my news for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted, I started to, to put it in, in here this week, but I was like, we're just going to let it go and wait until the 27th <laughs> when, the, when the big update comes. When the sandbox changes happen. Anyway, so <laughs> would you like to uh, get us started, my friend? I can. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, sure. Well, the first thing I have to talk about is that the video game company Cyan, they are planning to launch updated versions of all of the Myst games later this year. Oh. So in... Celebration of the 25th anniversary. Um, the I guess they're the original developer, Cyan, has acquired the rights to all of the Myst games. And they plan on releasing updated versions that uh, will make them available for Windows 10. Although there are some games you know already on Steam or the good old game service. Um, but they're not as good looking graphically. And if what I'm understanding is correct, they're going to be improving the graphics or making them uh, look a little bit better, less dated, if you will. <clears throat> so, yeah, considering that uh, the original Mist debuted uh, back before 1993, I guess, what has that been, 1988? Am I thinking that right? Um, I honestly don't know. I've, 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 I've so heard been, the name. It would have been 93. I'm thinking of 30. I'm, I'm messing up. So, yeah, so 1993. <laughs> actually, this game released before Doom. And Ooh. it is the best-selling PC game of the 20th century. So, in case huh. you're wondering, 
That was before the year 2000. <laughs> right. Because that's the that's 21st crazy. century. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So they, uh, they did a lot of work, apparently, to uh, contact the different rights holders and the different companies to uh, make this happen. But, yeah, they're going to make it happen. And it sounds cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I've I've heard of the Myst games, never actually played them before. But uh, remind me, what are the what are those again? Like I, I've like I've never heard the name, but I'm not too familiar with what it actually is. Well, they're they're puzzle games, and essentially, um, you'll be like put down like the original Myst. You were put down on this island, <clears throat> and you had to go find objects and combine them with other objects or. Uh, use certain objects in a certain way, and you would cause stuff to happen <laughs> to advance the story. So it's, uh, okay. it's uh, it's one of those old tradition uh, transitional games, if you will, where you'll go to a map area and you can what you see is what you can do, and then you would like click over to the left or you click on something in the distance, and that would move you up to that spot, and then you'd have another. Oh, story. okay, yeah. You know, kind of one of those old, old style puzzle adventure games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, uh, Secret of Monkey Island, that sort of thing. Is that, if I'm thinking about that right. Yeah. Or is that something but else? But Mist was more first person view. Like you were looking at it from a first person angle. But you. you okay. Didn't, you didn't have okay, control over your characters where he's looking. If that makes sense. Got you. You were the character looking around, basically. Because mm-hmm. you were in the first person to do, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's okay. Um, it's a really fun game. It's kind of interesting. And they usually had uh, FMVs, like, in between. Like, characters would show up, and they'd talk, mm-hmm. and they'd kind of disappear. I mean, there's there's millions of games out there, because Myst made it super popular to have a, a game play like this style. Okay, fair enough. I know I've said that a lot in the past, like five minutes, and even like even off air, I say that a lot, yeah. and it's not that I'm not paying attention or anything. That's just something I say. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone, everyone to be clear about that. It's not that I'm not paying attention, I'm not listening. Or anything. What, what it That's means just something is that, that I say. he doesn't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> also that, also that sometimes, yes. Yeah. I can't even say. So it's just like okay. Fair enough. Cool. Move on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, my first piece of news is that Brigitte gets a release date for Overwatch. So the twenty seventh hero will be releasing. Uh, who? Bridget. <laughs> no. Look, I know the difference between Vegeta and Bridget. Okay, just look at the way Vegeta's name is spelled. It's yeah. not Vidget. <laughs> okay. That's what Blizzard uh, has has they gave her the uh, the uh, phonetic um, phonetic sp- uh, way to pronounce the name. So that's why I'm saying it. Regita <laughs> will release on March 20th for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Wait, who? She is a. <laughs> I know they added a new character. Her name was Bridget. Brigitte. <laughs> that no. should, you know, anyway. that should be the question of the week. 
<laughs> how do you pronounce how, how should you pronounce this? <laughs> should you pronounce this character? How the war going between the... <laughs> yes, the war between Bridget and Brigitte. <laughs> so, Pro- anyway. Honestly, like, before I'm... Uh, this will be my last interruption, yeah. I promise. But personally, <laughs> okay. I feel like Bridget is a better name than Brigida. Brigida makes me think of Vegeta, and then I'm wondering why she's not the prince of all Saiyans. <laughs> like, Fair enough. So, but you know. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Like, like So that's why I'd I'd rather pronounce it that way. Even though uh, they've said it should be pronounced this way, just because Bridget's a better name. I mean, that's fine. You you can do whatever you want to do, man. I'm not gonna stop you from doing it. Trust me, I'm not. <laughs> Good. Then I'll continue to interrupt you. <laughs> call call it whatever you want. Yes. So, uh, just some of her kit here and her abilities. Rocket Flail. Bridget's melee weapon has an extended range, enabling her to strike multiple enemies with a single swing. Repair Pack. And I realized that I said Bridget. You didn't think I was going to catch you were going to catch, but I did. I caught it. I caught myself saying it. It's all your fault. I blame you for that. What you need me do? <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So, Repair Pack. Brigitte throws a repair pack that can heal an ally. Any healing over that ally's max max health provides them with armor instead. Whipshot. She throws her flail a long distance, dealing damage and knocking an, an enemy away from her. Barrier shield. Deploys a frontal energy barrier to absorb a limited amount of damage. So think of like Reinhardt shield, but on a much smaller scale. Right. Shield bash. Once her barrier shield is, is deployed... She can dash forward to stun an enemy. So again, think of like Reinhardt's charge, but on a smaller scale. Inspire. When she hits enemies with her flail, she also heals nearby, nearby allies over time. And Rally. Brigitte moves faster and provides all nearby allies with armor that lasts until it's removed by damage. So she's like a she's a combo of a tank and a healer, which is interesting to me. Right. And plus, so she can do, you, plus um, she can do she can do she can do damage as well. Yeah, you you forgot her last special, which is Super Saiyan. Super Saiyan one. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll allow it, but no, I, she's been on the PTR for a while, and I'm I've I've seen some gameplay, and she looks really really fun. I'm I can't wait to go into sixty six. And have everyone be Brigitte for the first like week or so. It'll be fantastic. Yep. Because we're all trying out the new character. I'm looking for I'm looking for another healer to play because I usually play Lucio as as my as my primary healer mm-hmm. or or Zenyatta. But if I can add Brigitte to my to my repertoire of healers, that'll be nice. So I'm looking forward to it, Blizzard. Fair enough. There we go. Got you to say it. Finger guns. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, moving along. Uh, this is super interesting. But Sonic uh, has announced that they're teaming up with Puma to introduce a speedy-themed shoe, which 
is this kind of weird like honestly I can't tell if they're pixelating it on purpose or if mm-hmm. it's just going to be colored this way or if it's just going to have these colors but they're kind of like we're not going to let you see what this looks like which seems weird <laughs> um, probably they're probably doing it that way to keep it uh, keep it under wraps probably well, until they actually release the shoe they introduced a video with it um, but I guess it does say it has a pixel sensor over it uh, the blue blur image more will be revealed <laughs> later when they release it June 2018 so, yeah that's what I thought yeah I mean I, I think the colors look cool um, so hopefully they keep the colors at least um, they're doing the they're doing the, the classic Sonic colors the blue white blue white and red or whatever yeah but they also blue, have, red and white they have colors. like a yellow and green streak too so, oh well, that could be like the crocodile character or whatever I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know what the green like maybe it's emeralds or something I don't know <laughs> Um, but yeah no it's it it does look pretty cool I kind of just wish they like put the digitals like put that on the shoe like take the digital coloring scheme put that on the shoe like yeah I I don't know I would have to actually see the shoe because the digital scheme like it looks nice but I'm usually not a fan of it on certain things, but if it were on the shit, that'd be pretty cool. Right. It is pretty cool. Fair enough. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the seeing what the uh, shoe looks like, and you actually just sent me a picture of it in the uh, chat here. So let's take a look at it. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. That does look kind of nice. At least, you know, the pixelated version of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? I, yeah. I think the pixelated yeah. version looks um, really nice. I have a feeling it's yeah. not going to look that nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um, mean, I hope I hope it looks, you know, nice. I hope the shoe looks nice. I also hope it doesn't cost, like, $200. But <laughs> we'll, well see. Well, it's from Puma, so it probably is going to cost $200. Well, that means I'm not going to get the shoe. Cool, cool, cool. Got it. No shoe for you. Nope. Can I refuse? Shoes. Refuse. It's happening. Yep. That's just me, though. Some people will go out and spend $200 on shoes, but that's not for me. Fair enough. Well, that's, uh... There we go. Let's go. <laughs> Move along. Moving along. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right, cool. So... Moving right along here, uh, you uh, you tagged me in the post of this on Twitter a few days ago, and I was like, well, I guess I know what I'm talking about this week for the <laughs> podcast in our new segment. And sure enough, here it is. Geralt of Rivia will be in Soul Calibur 6. So Geralt will keep his signature fighting stance, and he'll use a combination of swordplay, ability-enhancing potions, and combat magic. He will have his own stage as the uh, Karen Warhand level, and he's also going to use the same voice actor from the English version, Mike, Michael Zabrowski, mm-hmm. and Hunt or Be Hunted will be the music that plays on the Karen Warhand stage. And in the article, it spoke about the uh, Karen Warhand stage specifically being the 
the training grounds for it mm-hmm. for the for the area, which is really cool in and of itself. And the hunt or be hunted um, sound, song is from the game. It's it's a really really fantastic uh, piece of music, and I'm so I'm so glad to see Geralt actually be the guest character for the. I'm assuming he's a guest character for the Xbox One version. Right. Well, he could be on both versions. Like, you can get Witcher Three on PlayStation. That's true. That's just true. Yeah, you can. You can. Just That's true. Gwent was released on Xbox One first. Yeah. That's. I mean. I mean. You're right. But you know, we'll see. We'll see because I usually don't. They. They. The past few years, anyway, they've done so caliber games. They've had guest characters. Correct. Um, I think they had that with. They, it was Kratos. It was Kratos, and then it was like, it was Link, and then they had uh, Yoda and or Yoda and Darth Vader. Yeah, but that was Soul the Calibur Four. Hand, right? I don't think that was Soul Calibur Five. Five. Oh, okay, I don't think those were that I remember on the Xbox, maybe. Uh, okay. I don't remember. But... That's a really good question. Something we should have looked up. Before we <laughs> Again, if you're new, this is your first time listening to the show. First of all, you made it this far. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, yeah, this is just again another part of the gimmick. Right. Okay. Research so, is something we do, but not a whole lot of it. Yeah. So, um, it came out on both consoles. That's why it had. Um, oh, I, I want to say his name is Alucard, but I know it's not his name. The Assassin's Creed dude, Ezio Aditore de Frendre. Oh, okay, yeah. And so yeah, he Ezio was. Yeah. yeah, And he was on both games or both consoles. Okay. There wasn't like this character's on this one and this one's on that one. Okay, well, hopefully in this case, Garrett will be on all on all the versions of the game. So. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. And looking at the gameplay trailer for Geralt, he looks like it's going to be so much fun to play. I'm really interested to see how they incorporate the the um, the potions and the magic into into the uh, the combos, I guess. Or maybe it's like you hit and you use you know uh, a potion that will let you do more damage or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. Uh, I am interested to see how he controls, like how you use him, because it, it it was kind of different how you controlled him in in the Witcher games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm also in. I'm also intrigued to find out if they're going to have him use the different swords depending on who he's fighting. Because Nightmare, I don't know if you would consider him a monster or a human. Right. I don't know. Because steel is for humans, silver is for monsters. Right. So, you know, I, I'm I'm really interested to see if if they use that aspect of Geralt as well within the game. Right. Though yeah. most of well, the characters you fight in are humans, so. Right. Well, you know. there's Lizard Man, but um, <laughs> my my bigger question is: Will he have to meditate to take his potions? Oh yeah, because you, well, yeah, yeah, because you can't do that. Like yeah, you can't just before... use a potion. You have to like meditate, <laughs> and, like, gung, 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 yeah. and then you're good to go. <laughs> well, 
Or you have to you have to not be in combat to use a potion. Depending on the potion, of course. Like you can yeah. use Thunderbolt in combat. You can use you can use, you know, some of the other potions cat's in combat, eye. but You know you yeah. need to use some cat's eye. <laughs> you might need to, depending on the stage. <laughs> but no, I, I I'm I'm so I'm so excited for Geralt being in Calibur Six. I actually got a notification a few minutes ago on my phone of a video showcasing off some high ca- high level Soul Calibur Six play, so I'm gonna check that out because that's that's always something that impresses me about fighting games, the high level of play that you're gonna see. Not from guys like me, but <laughs> you know, people who are good at the game. So yeah. Right. So that was my second one. You can go ahead and take it away. Yeah. So my last news story is that Bandai Namco has announced that Little Witch Academia Chamber of the Time Heads is coming... Wait. Chamber of Time. <laughs> Not Time Heads. The Time Heads. <laughs> just, no, well, just the new story is Chamber of Time Heads <laughs> West. And so... So it's not Time Heads. Uh, sorry, I was just imagining, like, clock faces. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. Clock faces. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but no, Chamber Picture of like Pyramid Head, but with a clock. <laughs> it's, it's coming out May 15th of this year. So Little Witch Academia is uh, an anime uh, that you can find in Japan and in America. Fantastic. Yeah, it started out as a like 15-minute movie that was super awesome. Yeah, uh-huh. So they kick-started yeah, awesome, yeah, an anime. And with the mm-hmm. anime... Um, Which I've yet to watch. Yeah. So now it's uh, a PlayStation 4 game. Which is actually out is. in Japan right now. So if you live in Japan or speak Japanese, you could actually buy it uh, on the PlayStation 4 right now. Um, but we're getting the English version here in just a couple of months. As far as I'm aware, this will be a digital release only. Um I don't see it saying that there will be or won't be a physical release. But right now, as far as I'm aware, Bandai Namco, they love them some digitals. So this will be uh, digital only. And you'll also get a, a digital bonus if you pre-order, um, which is an official theme that features the characters uh, Ako, Lote, and Susie. And nice. you'll also get a Magical Knight Grand Sherian minigame. I don't know if that's like a part of the full game that you'll get extra or what. No idea. But that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for that. Mm-hmm. Just because I love Little Witch Academia. It's, it's great. Like I said, I've yet to actually watch the actual anime. But I'm going get to around, get around to it at some point once I finish uh, Fate Apocrypha. I'll get around to that because that's also a Netflix so, get around to it. Anyway, I know and Bandai Namco, they have uh, a My Hero Academia fighting game coming out mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. They released uh, sort of online, Fatal Bullet or whatever. Yep. That's digital, I believe. I don't know how good that is. I haven't actually seen gameplay of it or anything. I know some people who have played it, but I haven't actually inquired about the game and how they like it and all that stuff. Um, right. So... But Ben and Nimco, they, they they do all the anime stuff, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, they also do Soul Calibur. 
Yeah, they do. That's right. They do. Um, but <laughs> thanks for the, thanks they, for the uh, they, add on there. They need to hire either someone that speaks native English or somebody that's better at finding uh, mistakes in spelling and grammar because, my goodness, do I see a lot of spelling mistakes in their games. <laughs> Although, apparently, localization is really hard. Well, from I, from all from all that I've heard, localization is really hard. Not you know that that's not to say that those kinds of things are you know not are inexcusable, I guess. But yeah, like I mean, I get it. It's not easy, but you're also getting paid to do stuff. So yeah, I mean, if you're getting paid to like translate and make stuff, and sometimes that's just why it helps to have like another set of eyes somebody that's not yeah. <clears throat> spending hours you know modifying text and, and coming up with the story and stuff they can just go over it and go yeah because that oh. could be a pain yeah you know or even just like beta testers and go oh look you you made a mistake here this should read this way or it should be that way yeah, because if you're looking at that kind of stuff you know for hours on end I imagine your eyes start to bleed at some point I don't think they do, because if they do bleed, that would be a major <laughs> problem. I mean, you're right. Yeah. You're right, but, uh, you know. <laughs> so let's move on to your last news story. Sure, we can do that, yeah. So there is going to be a uh, some franchise mode changes, and it'll be the show 18. Didn't we talk about this last Unfortunately. week? Unfortunately. No, that was Road to the Show. Oh, Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, for those of us who were looking for, I guess, big changes, you're not going to see that here, but it's still a change nonetheless. So okay. what they've done, the, the big the big change this year is they've introduced they've introduced the um, this thing called phases. So now you are the uh, the GM of a MLB team. I mean, really, okay. you always were, but now you're doing more of that stuff as far as, you know, the drafting and scouting and all the other nonsense. You're doing all that, but more of it. Anyway, they've broken it down into phases now, and these phases are uh, – there, there's 19 of them, and they're all important to GMs around around the majors. Around the majors. Uh, these will help you guide your franchise to success, and each phase consists of a list of tasks relevant to the phase. And uh, each phase is labeled on the homepage and calendar, so that way you can keep track of what's what's going on right now and what's coming up in the future as far as phases go. Okay. If you don't want to deal with any of the tasks in a phase, you can set them to auto. And another thing they've added as well as retro mode into the franchise mode as well. So last year they introduced retro mode. It was a one-off thing. You could select it in the play now. And you can play with the retro mode active and all that stuff. But now they put it into franchise mode. So for those who want to play their full franchise in retro mode, you can do that, which is nice. They had oh, they, cool. the last year they added a lot of different ways to play to you know play the game and get through a season, critical moments, things of that nature. So you can play a game in five minutes or forty five if you wanted to, depending on how how you like to play your game. Right. So, I mean, that that's really the only uh, big change that uh, that's come to franchise mode this year. Again, it's not, it's nothing too 
crazy or anything. Right. Um, isn't, isn't this game but, coming out like in a couple days? Yes, yeah, coming out the twenty. What day is it? It's the um the twenty third is is uh is early access. Up to four days. For MLB the show. Yeah. They're doing an early access. Yeah, yeah. If you if you pre-order it, you can get it early. Huh. Yeah. But it doesn't cost more. No. Okay. No. Which is nice. But no, like uh, I I haven't played franchise mode in a few years because I was waiting to see what kind of things they were gonna do to improve the mode and uh, you know make it make it better. Mm-hmm. I don't know right now if I'm going to uh, play it this year. I don't know. Right. Just because for me there may not be enough to keep me around, but I do want to. Excuse me. But I do want to uh, try out the phases and see how all that works. So I might mess around with it. But I think most of the time it's just going to be in road to the show because those games are really quick. I can get them, you know, done out the way because right. I'm so. I'm so uh, I like being in control of things. So if I were to do a brand, I'd be playing as many games as I possibly could. Right. But doing the one full sixty, the full one sixty-two is rough. <laughs> so yeah, I know. Never actually done it before. Yeah. I'd like to, but I'd have to do it in a different way. I might have to do player lock or something like that in order to actually get it done. But we'll see. Yeah. Nevertheless, I'm excited about baseball being back, though. I'm ready for warm weather and hot dogs in baseball yeah, me too i wasn't lying when i said it was snowing here no oh, i hate it that's awful we were, we're supposed to get snow or something like that i hope we don't i'm so tired of it <laughs> so tired yeah. of snow bro well i know a couple guys i play with they uh, live out in connecticut and they were saying it was snow and they they actually had snow days uh that's how bad it snowed there but this was like a week ago two weeks ago jeez that's crazy yo Mhm. That's crazy and unfortunate. Yep. But snow yeah. is what it is. Yep. But, uh... All right. So, that was our news segment for the week. We've always got we've always got some interesting stories here to talk about. And you know, as I said last week, we don't uh, tend to talk about the bigger stuff just because you've probably already heard it already or seen it somewhere. So we like to try and focus on the, I guess, smaller or lesser known news stuff. Mm-hmm. That way we can bring that kind of stuff to light. Right. It's, again, that's sort of how we do things here. So moving on to the community segment. Yeah? Community segment! Last week, <laughs> Ma, sort of Archer, Ma. All right, so last week we asked you guys what was your most surprising moment in video games, and I was notified that there will be spoilers here, so I had to make a change in the post. Spoilers and all that stuff. So anyway, getting into it, going to you know remind you here one more time, there are possibly spoilers here and some of these answers from the community. So prepare yourself. Right. And if I, I apologize I am only a human and not a robot. So, Zach Dillard says the Gears of War franchise and Carmine's death. 
And the first one, the first one was definitely shocking. Because, mm-hmm. again, didn't see it coming. But after that, they sort of turned it, they sort of turned it into part of the gimmick for Carmine. So, <laughs> so I was perfectly okay with it at that point. Like, after the second time, I was like, are they doing this again? Really? And, yeah, it's just every time. But the first time it happens, definitely surprising. Yeah, I've never... Uh, I played, I think, the first Gears of War with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We never beat it. Oh, fair enough. I, I I played all of the like the main trilogy of Gears games, one mm-hmm. one to three, and all that. And they were the campaigns were were fun. I liked them, but I really only played Gears for the campaign. I wasn't interested in the multiplayer. It just mm-hmm. wasn't something that looked that looked appealing to me. Like I tried it a few times, of course, but. It just never stuck with me like it did for a lot of other people that I know who like the multiplayer in Gears. So the second one comes from Ashley Brown and says that mine is when Price was injured at the end of Call of Duty 4 but was rescued in Modern Warfare 2. Losing soap or ghost, it really pissed him off in Modern Warfare 3. That it did. (laughs) Playing the whole Modern Warfare trilogy is fantastic. I was worried that they weren't going to do a big overarching thing. It was just going to be separate, you know, story beats. But they did the whole overarching thing, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was surprised to see Price come back in um, in th- in 2, and I was really happy about that. Right. Moving on. Did you have anything else to say about the Call of Duty thing before I nope. move on here? Nope. Okay, fair enough. Nope. Fair enough. So, the next comment comes from Noah Pulley. says, I love the ending to, to The Last of Us. No reason to even spoil it. I appreciate it because I didn't finish the game. So, thanks. Yeah, but <laughs> thanks even for not spoiling had, that Even if me. he had told you, you'd still forget by the time you get around I, to it. You know what? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know me so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like I know I know the ending for, or I knew the ending for, uh, or the big twist in uh, KOTOR. But I forgot. So yeah. I'm like, nah, playing through it. Like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, so the last comment comes from Jonathan Miller. The end of Bioshock for sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, one of the most present moments in games. That could have been on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Did, did you ever play Bioshock? I personally, I hated Bioshock. So, oh. <laughs> but... Uh, well, 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 no. What, what, what did you hate about it? I'm curious. I'm curious. I just everything. <laughs> okay. Like <laughs> the 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 dark uh, underwater town. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the people you gotta like shoot them and suck out their life or whatever. Like everything. Like, I didn't like the the fast yeah. pace trying to shoot people stuff. It, I just really. Yeah, I really didn't like it. <laughs> so no, uh, but, so you, but I do you, know uh, I do know you... the whole <laughs> twist. I know the whole twist because I've uh, looked at it and that uh, yeah. you know you've been brainwashed and would you kindly sets off the brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you know, look, looking back at it now, it, it's it's one of those things that you uh, you don't re- you don't really think about that when you're playing a game. That it's like, hey, somebody's telling you to do this thing. You just do it just because they tell you to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Like there's no there's no oh I have free will to do this. No. Someone told you, Ramirez, shoot the helicopter. You shoot the helicopter. <laughs> because yeah. you're Ramirez, that's what you do. Yeah. You know. Ramirez, go get the rocket launcher. Okay. I go get the rocket launcher, whatever. <laughs> aim down your sights, but aiming down your sights. Okay, cool, whatever. Mm. <laughs> we do it. So yeah, it's it, it's you don't really think about that sort of stuff and that whole twist and ending for Bioshock uh, sort of set off that discussion for me in my own head about, you know, yeah, you just kind of do this just because we're told to do it. Yep. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> but that's a whole philosophical thing, whatever. But <laughs> so, I didn't because I didn't like the so, game. <laughs> so I didn't know no, what they told didn't. me to. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And I, and I feel like you uh, – didn't like it because you don't like that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like so you're you don't, saying like, if I like that you're, kind like, of stuff, I would have listened. <laughs> Was that? What you I mean, saying? I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, but what I'm saying is that I think personally, I think that that uh, had an effect. That makes sense because I know, because I know you're not a fan of you know gore and all that other stuff. So, you know, not to say not to say that if you were, you'd be like, oh, this game's awesome. Uh, you know, that's not to say that. But maybe, 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 maybe you would have given it more of a shot if you were. Maybe. But, I, but again, I, like, I don't know. I don't know. Not, it, it's not my place to uh, comment uh, yeah. here or there on that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's one of my favorite games, uh, game trilogies, as a matter of fact. One is my favorite of the series of the trilogy, um, but I also liked I liked Infinite the least of the three. You know, just and that's funny because of like, all the ones I would play, Infinite is the, one. <laughs> the like it yeah. has it has the most, um, for lack of a better word, cheeriness to it. <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you say that now. Wait until right. you actually play the game. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do that. But, but it's it's um like, like I said, it's one of my favorites. And you know, Bioshock um, One Infinite, I liked the least just because of the fact that they made a lot of changes to the to the game that simplified it, but it sort of took away a lot of the uh, freedom and experimentation that Bioshock gave you. Okay. Um, for example, for example, like they only let you have one plasma at a time. Uh, they call them vigors in, in, in Infinite, versus the you know X amount you could have at a time. I think you could have all of them at one time in the first Bioshock game. Mm-hmm. I have to be playing and refresh my memory on that one. But no, it's it's um yeah, Bioshock's definitely one of those games that has a big twist and yeah, surprising all around. So moving on to our next question of the week. We are going to be, hopefully, playing No Way Out this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we um, it comes out, you said it comes out on Friday? It comes out March 23rd. Okay, so that is, that would, is it a Friday? That would be a Friday. I don't know if it's this Friday, it depending on when you're listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, well, it's coming out on, on a Friday. A Friday. So, yeah, depending on when you're listening, we may have already played it. We may have also already streamed it. So keep um, 
a lot look out for the on the joystick page for that. I'll post if we go live with the game. And I'll post my Twitter as well, but we'll get to plugs here in a minute. So we <laughs> we want to ask you guys, are any of you looking forward to No Way Out? Because we're going to be playing it, and we're going to be talking about it next week for the for the episode. If time permits itself, of course, because I have a pretty hectic week and or weekend. So we'll see what happens. But more than likely, we will be playing it just because I, I I'll make time if I have to play the game. <laughs> I'm really excited to play it. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So let us know if you are looking forward to No Way Out. And, you know, we will tell you our impressions for next week on the episode. Yeah. Sounds good to me, right, fans? So, uh, we're done, right? We're done. And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode 36 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, Ken, round of plugs, go. Yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at the R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. You can find myself on Twitter at V. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. You can find Byron on Twitter at Braun1417. That's B-R-O-N-1417. Dare you. How dare you steal my thunder for my own Twitter. And I just figured, you know, I don't get enough talking time here at the end that I would just do the Twitter plugs and I'd let you do the rest of the plugs. Well, fair enough. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So you can find my Twitch. <laughs> you can find me on Twitch at B underscore Ron 1417. You can also find the podcast on the CastBox app, on iTunes, and we're now on Google Play. Google Play so. Music, to be specific. Ooh, thank you. Google Play Music, yes. Yeah, because if you Let's search for us in Google Play, you won't find anything. You have to search for us in Google Play Music. Thank you for that clarification there, my friend. I was mm-hmm. just going to say Google Play and be done with it. But anyway, <laughs> so um, there's that. And we're also on YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Search up the R&R Gaming Podcast. Uh, is it Joystick or is it just R&R Gaming Podcast? Because I know there's like a bunch of different R&R things or whatever. I don't know what you're talking about, but most of our stuff is just R&R Gaming Podcast. Cool. All right. So, yeah. So, search up on YouTube on there. Hit the bell to get notified when we go live. And also, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. It will help us improve the quality of the show and provide better content for you guys. So, with that, we're out of here. We're going to sign off, and I'm going to go do something with video games or do other things, you know, other adult stuff. Doing anything fun? Me? <laughs> yeah, you doing anything fun the rest of the day? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Something something more fun. I know fun what you're doing, what doing, sir. <laughs> something more fun than what I'm doing, probably. But you know what? You know what's uh, more fun? Uh, coming back next week? Yes, coming back next week. Can't tell them why. <laughs> because everyone could use a little more R&R.
there's a show Fantastic. I watched, so it's kind of silly. I'm going to tell you this real quick. But there's a yeah, show yeah. I watched called Angie Tribeca. And uh-huh. it's super silly, like ridiculous silly, which is what I love. And there's a yeah. thingy where um, <laughs> uh, they, they go into a store or an auditorium or something. I don't know where the hell they're going. Um, mm-hmm. but like for some reason he, he points his hand, like he does the, the gun thingy, like the, Hey, what's going on? You know, the point at the dude. Yeah. And then it goes over to the dude uh, that he's pointing at and he looks upset and he points above him and it, the camera pans up and it says no guns. And so it goes back to the guy and he's like, Ugh. <laughs> and he puts his hand like back in his jacket pocket. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous and I love it. So, oh, it's hilarious. 